0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is completely free to download and home of all of your favorite SGPN podcasts, contests, and picks. Just type SGPN into the App Store today to download America's number one DGEN app. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the... NBA Gallon Podcast on the Sports Gallon Podcast Network. No, me, no voice, no, the guy. It's me, really, row, real, villain, Roe, Surah Furman Jr. here at your service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, part of me wants to play that drop. The other part of me wants to play this one. How about if you sweep it out? What's the point? I can't do anything, right? You'll do fine.
1: Hey, pal. You just blowing from stupid town?
0: Keep trying, Patrick. Because, man, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. It's so frustrating when you have a good day but a bad day. It is so I would rather just suck and miss everything. I would personally rather suck and miss everything. I hate when I have a good day but a bad day. Because I had a good day last episode. I would, it was a 13-game slate. Favorite number 13, of course, today, December 13th. Shout out to my brother. Happy birthday to my brother. Nine and four ATS on the slate. I discover my next favorite trend. And We're going to talk about it a little bit later. I I discovered my next favorite trend that I love for this season. Matter of fact, let's talk about it right now. Because the Portland Trailblazers, you can't give them double digits. They're bad, but they ain't that bad. They are not that bad. You cannot give this Portland team double digits. They are going to compete. At the very least, they're going to compete. Shout out to Anthony Simons. They're getting healthier. Maybe when Malcolm Brogdon and DeAndre Ayton are healthy in the lineup, this could actually be a team where we may interest in taking them in other situations. But double digits? Absolutely not. Can't do that. So 9-4 ATS. Had a good day. However, of the four that I lost, I lost my lock and I lost my dog. Don't you hate when that happens? It's terrible. Scott, Studio, your right. here with me on NBA Gambling Podcast. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up.
1: Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Not the uh, best day yesterday, so hopefully we will get back on track. I'm trying to find the uh, sound effect. How about there you, if go. you sweep
0: it out? Oh, you too? I can't do yeah. anything right. You'll do fine.
1: Hey, pal, you just blowing from stupid town? You want to? So, Aggie, I'll, I'll take one
0: for you too.
1: Uh, nah, I'll take one after the show. It's five but o'clock somewhere. Yeah, that is true. It's all good. Uh smoke him if you got him. But anyway, my luck wasn't <laughs> closed. I I had the Kings team total against the Clippers. I don't know what that was from the from the Kings. I mean, scoring ninety-nine points, embarrassing in its own right. My dog, I can't really call a bad beat, but it was unfortunate because I had Jokic triple double, who was cruising there. I mean, he had nine rebounds, six assists at half. He would have gotten the points. And then he got ejected in the second quarter for basically doing nothing. So I gave out Jokic a uh, triple-double as my dog, like 145 or 135, and that unfortunately went up in flames. Mostly Sacramento, who no-showed the game against the Clippers, which is pretty rough, but either way, point is, uh, didn't exactly work out. The leans were fine, but kind of same as your boat, just didn't work out with the lock and dog picks. Kind of a weird day in the NBA mm-hmm. in general, so it is what it is, but it happens, and we'll bounce back.
0: Yeah, man, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all right. It's all right, you know. Today is a better day. Today is a better day. Uh, I mean, I guess we could talk about because I guess it was some news in the NBA last night. I guess it was. So it, you either have Jokic getting. <laughs> an incredibly soft ejection, <laughs> like an incredibly soft ejection, and then you have—I mean, so that's really nothing new because we just saw that happen with Trey. I think it was Monday that that happened with Trey, where Trey got a soft ejection. I don't know what's going on with the refs right now, but ever since everybody brought up. Scott Foster and been talking a bunch of shit about Scott Foster. The refs has been like very, very sensitive after that. Like really like overly sensitive after that. I don't know if they had a group chat and they like, hey, we about to turn this thing upside down or what. But you know what? No, I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like how soft they been. That's two ejections back to back where it was incredibly soft. Like Trey didn't say anything. It didn't look like for real. It, Jokic really did. Jokic was so bad that the Bulls fans were booing. Bro, Serbian night. It was, oh, was Serbian it really night,
1: man. Yeah. Like it was the main night that people in Chicago went to see Jokic play and they threw him out of the game before halftime.
0: That's crazy. I didn't know that. It was Serbian night.
1: Bro, it was Serbian night. <laughs> or yeah. I don't know if it was unofficially Serbian night, or the point is apparently there's a decent Serbian community in Chicago, and really? they all wanted to see Jokic play. And they got to see a half. Oh, so
0: it is a time. Serbian community in Chicago because on uh power. The Serbs, they was the big drug dealer on power. Do you watch Power?
1: There's like seven spinoff shows of Power. So, my dad actually watched Power. They're all
0: good. They're all good. (laughs) All of them are good. (laughs) I heard the Tommy show about Chicago. Isn't that great? Yeah. Focus. Or is it Force? No, Force. I said Focus. That's freaking Will Smith. Yes. Force. That's a decent movie, too.
1: Shout out to Margot Robbie. Decent movie.
0: And the Serbs had a big influence there. I wonder, it's probably that's probably their cousins. Like they that's probably his uh what's his what's the is it his brothers? His brothers that are the ones that
1: I think so <laughs> he's I don't know everybody. All I know I is that was... my dad watches power and some of the spinoffs. No, shows. I'm
0: talking about Jokic. It's his brothers that are terrorizing everybody.
1: His brothers are the ones, yeah, we're calling out the Morse brothers and they were like hanging out in <laughs> Miami all the time.
0: They're drug dealers.
1: They
0: might be. What juice Juski be like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, let's go ahead and well, you mentioned the
1: soft ejection. We got to mention the uh fair ejection that happened later on in the game.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Draymond, on Draymond, 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 yeah, Draymond. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. I'd be, I that would, I don't know, man. It was a cheap shot. I mean, come on, but like, why?
1: Cause he's in, I mean, there's a couple reasons for that. I, I was the like, big you wouldn't would,
0: Like, this is the thing that like, at some of the, I don't know. I'd be, ch- i really be sitting here trying to be like y'all and say, Draymond well, be doing this on purpose. But like, how stupid could you really be? Like, he literally just punched him. Like, I, that's where I'm like, it's so crazy that it actually might've been an accident. Because, why would you just punch him in the middle of a game like that?
1: <laughs> I, just think, I just think Draymond has a bad case of anger management issues, and we've seen it for years. It, it, you know, there's a long, long list of uh, questionable acts or dirty plays by Draymond, however you want to interpret it. It goes all, all the way back to him kicking Steven Adams in the nuts in the playoff series back in like 2016. Like, it's been around for a long time. He stomped on Sabonis in the playoffs last year, he choked out Gobert less than a month ago, and then he punches Nurkic in the face.
0: Well, the choking out of Go Bear, I think, was 100%. You know, that was that, that, that he 100% meant to do that. Oh,
1: uh, it was definitely I still, dead, I'm just saying I still that not was the
0: last month, those two incidents. No, but I'm saying I look at the stomp and I still think the stomp is just like bodies and all that. But last night, I keep looking at it. I'm like, I mean, you say it's an accident, it doesn't look like an accident, but why would it not be an accident? Because you're clearly not that stupid. Like, can't
1: I've seen that. it in UFC before. So he might have borrowed that from somebody. But I do think when you're looking at Draymond, an issue that you run into for Golden State in general, because most people think he's a dirty player anyway. The issue you run into with Golden State is the fact that his talent is no longer excusing his questionable actions. And now you have to wonder what exactly you do. Because I think we'd agree Draymond, despite how impactful he might still be, he's not the same defensive player he used to be. Offensively, he still can't shoot. That was always an issue that he had, at least for the last five years. And Golden State has issues in general because Clay once again, was terrible last night. They benched Wiggins because Wiggins was atrocious. Uh, Draymond was, you know, kind of ineffective for the most of the season. And he's been suspended. He's been a distraction. It's kind of been a sideshow at this point. And he already got suspended five games.
0: But you know why you have him around? It's not really more of the talent. It's more of the mind. Like, whatever you say, Draymond is probably one of the smartest basketball minds I've ever seen.
1: Right. That's fair
0: for what he knows about the game and how he can attack the game, how he knows how to play people defensively, how he is able to coach up not only his teammates, but just players in general, like clearly, clearly, you're you you're it's the mind and more of the talent now like his body starting to slow you know getting a little older body starting to slow down a little bit more and that's ultimately like i think Draymond would be a phenomenal coach one day just you so know, the thing just is he has a, so a smart
1: basketball iq but you think of all the things that he's done to basically sabotage the warriors chance of winning championships and you realize that his anger management sometimes overrides the basketball iq he basically ran katie out of town He punched LeBron in the nuts in the finals when they were about to win the NBA finals. He's kind of costing them a couple of rings. I know that they've won a lot with him, and I know that he's been a great impact player because of his defense and his versatility. But for a guy who has a lot of basketball IQ, which I agree with, because I do think that he's a cerebral player, there's a lot of self-destructive tendencies when it comes to Draymond for his entire career at this point. I still remember a couple of years ago when he got into a fight with some college kid when he was already in the NBA. I think it was at Michigan State. And he basically punched somebody in the face, and it just happens that way. Draymond just can't exactly control his emotions. But I guess the question that I want to ask you, one, scale from one to ten, ten being the most, how much trouble is Golden State in, in general? And two, do you think that Draymond is going to be getting double-digit games for suspension since he just got five games less than a month ago?
0: Because
1: um, I think he is. I think he's getting 15, if I had to guess the number.
0: A 15-game suspension? Um,
1: he got five already it's less than a month you can make an argument that silver's gonna make to gonna use him to set an example
0: bro i don't know bro because at this point like I, i i i don't know i think that's two completely different situations like he intentionally like you can very see intentionally there was a fight going on and he went and choked somebody out and inserted himself in the fight like, it's about
1: reputation, though, because draymond very much known to but do this, this is time like,
0: and time again. But what are, what are you setting for everybody else? That if you accidentally, like, if you suspend Draymond for that last night, if somebody else accidentally hit somebody, you got to suspend them too, regardless of what his track record is. You got to suspend them too if they accidentally hit somebody. So it's like it's a, it's a slippery slope, man. I don't know. I it depends how the
1: accidentally hit somebody. I think yeah. the I think well, the ejection well, was yeah.
0: a I think the ejection was punishment enough. I think anything else is double jeopardy.
1: Personally, I'd give him 10 to 15, but we'll see what happens. He's going to get suspended. There's no chance he doesn't get suspended because of his history. Uh, he's going to get suspended. The question is how long is he going to get suspended for? If there was a longer gap between the Gobert play and this play, even if you want to talk about games played, this is a bonus play last year. He's had a lot of dirty plays recently, and it does feel like the actual quantity is increasing. The older Draymond's getting, maybe just frustration the team's not very good. I think he's getting suspended guaranteed. The question is how many games... I think based on the history that he's had 10 to 15,
0: that's my guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that I, maybe it's cause I'm not, Everybody like, it's clearly based. not accidental. I, mean, I think it's cause I'm not soft. So if some, like if I'm playing a contact sport and I get hit, I'm not expecting somebody to get ejected. Like, you I'm know, I'm not
1: expecting somebody to spin around and punch me in the face. Like, <laughs> no,
0: that, 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 no, that I mean, no, guy. but it's also a contact sport and people get hit in the face all the time. So it's like, I'm not, I don't know, bro. I think it, I think a ten to fifteen games, ten to fifteen games. I think that's kind of soft. I'm not even gonna hold you. I think if you give him a little suspicion, like, hey man, you got to take a couple of days. Once again, you if go- this was
1: a random guy, we're talking about some random player, Franz Wagner, random player, first player on my head. He's he's gonna he's gonna get like one or two games for this. The fact that Draymond's had this many instances, a within the last month, b within the last like in last
0: couple years. But I mean, we could go career. down the list of dirty players that haven't like they haven't gotten stuff well, i don't know i don't know i don't really care it has no how, to do with how many dirty I players you care, can
1: match the resume of draymond you're going like lamb beer in the 80s like grayson's a somewhat dirty player but his resume isn't even close to draymond's draymond's up there for being one of the dirtiest players of all time if you want to just go know. by number I, of- no
0: i would 100 percent say because at the very least grayson allen tries to end careers that's fair. Draymond has never tried to end it, anybody's yeah, career. Yeah, he's probably tried dirty to end. Hell and, he's tried to yeah, end I, your I reproductive. It. He's tried to end your reproductive organs and make sure you don't have kids. He's never tried to end careers. Grayson Allen is way more of a dirty player because he's actually tried to end people's careers. So based on the number, the
1: of, based on the number of dirty plays, I think Draymond's worse than Grayson. But the point is, we're splitting. You know, we're splitting hairs here. I think that that Grayson is a dirty player too. I think it's not. I think but. it's not
0: close. Grayson Allen literally tried to end multiple people's careers. But I care more about guys that.
1: who you know stomp, punch and stomp on people. But whatever, I I think he's going to get suspended, guaranteed. Like I said, wanna...
0: it's just it's like I said, it's just me. And yeah, I mean, I'm just not. I well, I'm asking I, you though. So punching, what do you think, Adam Silver? Punching does? and fighting is not foreign, so I just don't. I don't think that it's. <laughs> I really, really like. I really, really don't think it's really, really that bad. I think that if anything, like yes, you can sit here and say he's dirty, but 15 games is a long time of the yeah. season. Like, a long five. time of the season. He got five that's for ridiculous. Gobert. That's kind of why I think it's going to be 10. But that's what I'm saying. Bear, like, Gobert, he inserted him into a fight. I get that. This is accidentally hitting somebody. Quote, unquote, whatever you say, you can look at it and get your own viewpoint of what you say. But this is what he said it was. And ultimately, again, I don't think he's dumb enough to just randomly punch the guy in the middle of a game. But
1: yeah. I think he is. I think, I think that's where we differ. I just think Draymond, you can make an argument of how smart he's a basketball player, but emotionally... His EQ isn't exactly that great. He's been known to short circuit and to be very uh, – he has a short fuse. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. I I, I just think Raymond knew Nurkic was there. And spun around, and whatever happens, happens. That's kind of how I look at it. And I think he punched him in the face.
0: So I, I mean, everybody's on. gonna look at the video and say he punched him in the face. It's easy to look at the video. It looks like he punched him in the face on purpose. I'm he, saying I think it's He grabbed no his say. jersey though, with the
1: other hand. Like he knew Nurkic was there. He grabbed his hand, he grabbed his jersey with the other hand. So it wasn't like he was just flailing I not, was not knowing there. somebody was there.
0: I was but, not there. I don't know. I don't know what's in J Mahe. All I'm saying is, it's so crazy that there might be some truth to it. Like, it might be some truth to it. Either way, yeah. he's wild. He's wilding. I admit, he's wilding. And he probably couldn't shouldn't put himself... You know, it happened. It is what it is. I think Jermon's wilding. I think, yeah, it probably get a suspension. But if he doesn't get a suspension and they just let bygones be bygones, they fine him and they make him go to whatever, da-da-da, I would understand that. I So I truly don't care. Like, I really don't care about Jermon. I want to get to the picks. Yeah. I just want to ask no, you one no thing. more questions. I got to get this ad read in. <laughs> We're you want to get the ad read in? Yes, right. I have to get the ad read in. So no more questions. Underdog Fantasy. Best way to play your favorite fantasy players outside of Draymond Green is through Underdog Fantasy, NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. Simply just pick higher or lower. And guess what? We're going to give you out an Underdog lineup. Underdog lineup at the end of the show. When we do that, make sure you use that promo code SGPN to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That is Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right. I'm not worried about Golden State. If that's what you're trying to ask, I'm not worried about That's
1: what about I was going to ask, from a scale of no, 1 to 10. I'm not, Just pick no, up.
0: I'm not worried about Golden State. I think Golden State is, is exactly where they've been for pretty much the whole thing of their run. They're going to the playoffs, and we'll see what they do when they get there. All right, let's worry about this slate that we got to talk about here. And first game up, we have the New Orleans Pelicans on the road going to play the Virginia Wizards. Yeah, something like that. Seven, open up at minus seven for the Pelicans. It is now minus seven and a half. 241 and a half is the total that's down four points. Injury report for these two teams. And for the New Orleans Pelicans, we have. Oh wait, that's the wrong team. There we go. No, uh, Zion Williamson is questionable with an ankle injury. When the hell did that happen? Brian uh, Matt Ryan out. Larry Nance Jr. out. Everybody else good to go. For the Wizards, you have Daniel Gafford questionable. Landry Shamet out. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much all that really matters there. Okay, so we have this Wizards team catching plus seven and a half on the eve of finding out that they are going to be the well I mean they're still probably gonna be the Washington what they they're still gonna be the Washington Wizards. They're just gonna live in Virginia.
1: The Virginia Wizards can exist. The Washington Capitals can't because the whole name's based on the actual like monuments. So Virginia Capitals But it's, it's they're called the Capitals because because you have main buildings I mean, in D.C. A capital. Have to hey, we
0: have a Capitol 2. It may not be as big as that one, but we got one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, P4. If you didn't know, they announced they're gonna uh, the uh, Wizards and the Capitals are moving to like Northern Virginia, so they're not gonna be in DC anymore. But chat is
0: moving. Chat is having their own discussion about Draymond in the chat. It's also about the yeah.
1: Warriors. I, I think the Warriors are in trouble, but we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, no, nah, I don't think so. Maybe. will be all right. All right. Uh,
1: Pelicans are on the road, but the Wizards are the Wizards. So it's, it's a little bit tougher than it might seem. Obvious choice is the Pelicans just by looking at it, but I'm this taking has a been seven bad and half.
0: I'm taking yeah. a 7.5. I think the Wizards are due for a win. Really? You're calling for the outright win? I wouldn't be surprised. I think the Wizards are due for a win. On the eve of them becoming the VA Wizards, they've lost... How many straight like nobody talks about the Wizards losing streak because, you know, More there's the two other incredibly yeah. longer losing. Yeah, there's two other incredibly longer losing streaks. So you really don't talk about it. But they've lost one, two, three, four, five, five games in a row now. Haven't gotten a actually not this.
1: bad. It feels like 12, but it's only five. So Well, I mean,
0: you got to remember that they had Detroit in there, so. I mean, take away the Detroit win, and you're uh, <laughs> take away Detroit, and they haven't won since Charlotte on November eighth, so about a month. So, yeah, man, I'm not laying as many points with the Pelicans on the road. They've been a bad road team all year. You look at what they're doing on the road; they're four, six, and one. ATS on the road, you have and then you had like, that was an emotion. that was a somewhat emotional game for them and really not really more for them, but more for one person in Zion Williamson because everybody was literally calling him fat that morning and he dropped 36 that night. Mm-hmm. I didn't call him fat, but I purposely said that when I don't bet on him, he's going to go out there and have 30, and he did. So, uh, it feels like that with Washington, the turmoil that's going on, the fact that you're getting a New Orleans team that kind of coming up on a high, they really dominated a Timberwolves team that's towards the top of the conference. They're smelling themselves. They're starting to feel better. They're going back on the road here after having one game at home. It just kind of feels like a bad spot. Like I know this Wizards team is bad, but the Pelicans, man, I feel like I haven't been on the right side of Pelicans and everything's telling me to just lay the points with them because this Wizards team sucks, but they just seem like they're just a, up and down Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team where they could actually lose this game to the Wizards. So I'll take seven and a half.
1: I think I'm going to take New Orleans because I think I just made a pact with myself. I can't bet on these atro- atrocious teams. You think like, oh, they're going to figure it out, except the Pistons have lost 20 straight. They're not even close to winning these games. The Spurs are terrible. They might win tonight. We'll talk about it later, but they've also <laughs> lost like 17 straight. And Wizards have lost five, and I've watched them play recently. They've not been good. Gafford's been banged up too, so I question how this team's going to handle anybody on the interior because they can't stop the paint anyway, and now Gafford might be out. So if you're going to give Muscala extra minutes, have fun dealing with Valanciunas and Zion coming down the lane. I don't think that's going to be a great time, but I am going to go with New Orleans. It might be a one-off where Zion looked great for a game, immediate motivation, Maybe it's multiple games. Who knows? Maybe Zion's going to go on a bit of a run post-Vegas. We'll see what happens. But Mm -hmm. it's mostly just not feeling great about putting my money on the Wizards compared to the Pelicans. At least I know what the Pelicans' upside is. When they show up, they can be a top-ten team in the league. When they show up, I know that that's a big if. I get it. But when they show up, there's a ceiling for this team. The Wizards' ceiling is beating the Pistons. Like this team is insanely bad. At least New Orleans has talent. I'll judge it by the talent. They might score 130 in this game. I like the over, but I do think that the Pelicans, even though I know they're not trustworthy on the road, it's mostly they're not trustworthy at all. <laughs> uh, that, at home they've been better. I mean they're better, they're better. They're
0: better at home. No, they're better at home. But it's just saying like it's just not like this isn't a team you trust.
1: Yeah, it's not a team you trust. But I'm definitely not putting money on the Wizards. I know for a fact not to trust of this team.
0: Pelicans well, may I wouldn't, be surprised. I wouldn't, so. say, I wouldn't say put money. I just wouldn't bet this game. I wouldn't say put money. That's fair. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, saying game, I'm not taking. I feel better
1: about having the Pelicans in my pocket than the Wizards. So I'll go with the Pelicans. I like the over in the game. I see a lot of points.
0: Mm, I think this is it. I, I just don't yeah. think
1: the Wizards can stop the paint, especially with Gaffer potentially being out. Like They have serious problems. I also want to give a shout out to the Wizards. I understand oh. that.
0: I yeah. understand all of that, of stopping the paint and everything. I just think it's a letdown. That's it. I just think it's a letdown. Could be.
1: I want to give a shout out to the Wizards, though, for sparing Gafford against Embiid for the third meeting of the season by just choosing Uh to not play him. So shout out to them for saving uh, Gafford's confidence in that one. Embiid's still at 34, but Gafford's feelings didn't get hurt. So you had that going for you.
0: All right. Yeah, Vinci, exactly what you... I feel the same way as you. Anytime I bat the, Pel- the Pelicans, they flop. And I just felt like if I bat them on a the road here, it was a guaranteed Wizards win. So I'm just going to take the Wizards. All right. Next game. Uh, any, I mean, any player props? Anything you got? Anything I mentioned before, I
1: think Zion and uh, Valanciunas have good games because I really mm-hmm. don't think the Wizards have any answers in the paint. So I think those are going to be my main two there. For the Wizards, no. I, I got nothing. Uh, Jordan pull shot attempts. Kuzma maybe has a decent game. If the Wizards keep it close, Kuzma probably shows up and plays well, so yeah. I don't mind that. Avdi has been okay lately, so I don't mind maybe his PRA, but that's basically it.
0: Uh, I like the under. I think that the Pelicans are going to not show up offensively, and whether they win or and cover, I just think that they're not going to be offensively, and they're probably just going to you know lock up the Wizards, and they're not going to be able to score. I think this 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 is a really high total, but I I think this is actually another game. Uh, let's see here. Kyle Kuzma actually has some rough games against the Pelicans. Wow, 10, 19, 7, 8, 8.
1: But he's not going to get discouraged. The man will keep shooting. So,
0: wow, actually, his four games against the Wizards with the Wizards 8, 7, 19, 10 on 30%, 46%, 50%. Wow, maybe we need to be on Kuzma unders. He's really, he like, they're really whooping his ass. All right. We'll talk about that another time. I have to think about that if I want to really back Kuzma under today. I'm having to look into that a little bit more. Philadelphia 76ers are playing the. Hold on. Wait. Hold that thought before I talk about that game. Got to get us paid one more time. Talk about Hall of Fame Bet, sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Make sure you use that parlay optimizer tool. I used it last night, and I'm telling you, like. <laughs> the plays that I put in the parlay optimizer tool, it worked. And then I didn't put the Clippers in there because I was fading the Clippers as always. So I didn't need to put the Clippers in there. And the Clippers decided to show up and play basketball for a day. So you know what? Congratulations to them. Very, very good. Very happy for you for being able to get that done. And you know what? That's on me because I added an extra leg to the parlay. You know that last leg you add, Never hits, never hits that last leg, never hits, but it's all right because my bankroll builder, Parlay. Thank you, Hall of Fame Bets. Cash that. Make sure you stop betting dark and use the over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com Use code SGP and get 50% off your first month. They start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right. Now we're talking about the 76ers on the road going to play the Detroit Pistons who are on a 20 game. Who's a streak open up minus 11 is now minus 12 Two thirty-three is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Pistons, Marvin Bagley is out, you know, Dern still out and nothing to report for the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, Important to preface that this is the start of a two-game back-to-back set between these two teams. First game is in Detroit. Next game is on Friday in Philadelphia. These two teams matched up earlier this season where the Pistons actually covered at home as an 8.5-point dog. They did not get the win because, of course, did you miss the thing I said about losing 20 straight games? Of course they didn't get the win, but they did get the cover in that first matchup. Scott, I feel like... You are fading the Pistons here because they're on a 20-game losing streak.
1: Yeah, I'm going to fade them until they win a the game. It's just simple, simple as that. Now, they did cover the first meeting, very misleading. Uh, the Sixers are led by 17 with a minute 50 to go and somehow gave up a 9-0 run to end the game. So that's how they did how they didn't. Is that really misleading? That- uh, I think it is. It was an in-season tournament game. They were actually motivated. They just stopped caring. In the final like, minute and change. No, but, uh, that, but
0: that's what I'm saying. Is it was an in-season tournament game where points matter, and you didn't score in the last minute. In I think it was seconds. the first
1: in-season tournament game. So people didn't know that. That was where Embiid tried to sprint up court and chuck a three, and people like me got mad at him because we didn't understand the point differential aspect of it. But I can't back to the So finish. they
0: tried to score and still didn't
1: at the very very end they did. But I think from what I remember Tobias Harris kept ball hogging and he kept breaking shots in the final minute and a half and then the Oh
0: no. So so that's quarter. what I was going to point out. That even though Philadelphia won that game and won it convincingly, they actually didn't look that good. No, like, they're
1: trailing Tobias at half. Tobias, right?
0: Harris, no Tobias Harris didn't shoot the ball that well. Joel Embiid didn't shoot the ball that well. Tyrese Maxey didn't shoot the ball that well. The the issue was is that my god detroit couldn't stop following them. Embiid yeah. shot 16 free throws I think it was in that game and I think Maxi shot like 10 something like that. Uh, I, I mean you can fade detroit by not fading detroit. Here's unpopular opinion. I think detroit wins one of these two games. I don't think okay. I don't think that the I don't think the 76ers takes this team serious for two straight games. Back to back. I really don't I think I think that they, they win one of these games. I, I, I don't know which one, the... and that's what makes me concerned because Philadelphia's a good road team. Well, they're good. I well, mean, this they're this a would probably
1: be the one, right? I mean, they're in Detroit. The rods are probably a lot better winning in Detroit than Philly. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely buried tonight and then they bounce back. Yeah, when so that's going.
0: what I was thinking. If they get buried tonight, how do you take a team serious after you just murdered them and they're on a 20 game, win, 21 game win streak and you're at home sleeping in your bed? Like, yes, this is yes, this is kind of a Detroit promo. I just feel I feel like Detroit's going to win. I don't know. It just feels like there's a gut feeling that they're going to end this losing streak somehow, some way they're going to win one of these two games against one of the better teams in the league because who else would Detroit win to end a 20 game when losing streak, beating one of the better teams in the league. So uh, I guess I'll take Detroit plus 12, but I mean, it's really just more of less about the talent and more of the 76ers just are just going <laughs> to like, I don't know how anybody is taking Detroit series. When you see Detroit in the schedule, you're like, Oh, we got a day off. Great.
1: All I know is that, once again, the Pistons are one of the worst teams I've seen in a while. There's a lot of really, really bad teams out there in the league right now, which I've talked about in weeks past. I can't take the Pistons. They're just too bad. Until they win a game or even keep a game close, then – No, you know, because if
0: they win a game, I'm going to fade them the next game, so I can't even No, yeah, you they can't. I'm just saying I just <laughs> yeah. have no faith in the Pistons. <laughs> you can't I'm, even, I'm, even I wait they no, win a game.
1: Game. I, I just can't trust them. And you mentioned how they went to the foul line a lot in the first meeting. That's sustainable. Because the Sixers rank first in free throw attempts per game, and the Pistons mm-hmm. are allowing the second most free throw attempts per game. So I mm-hmm. see a lot of fouling happening once again, not to mention mm-hmm. the fact that Duran, who got injured in the first meeting midway through, and Bagley are not playing. So they have no front court depth at all. You have James Wiseman for a little bit, if you want to count him as a player, and that's it. So Embiid might go for 50, he might go for 40, maybe a triple-double, maybe he gets bench going into the fourth quarter. We'll see what happens. But I do think what happened in that first game with Embiid is sustainable, and he didn't shoot well. So I think that there's a way he can shoot well and go to the line, and maybe he drops 50. But I like the over in the game, and I actually think that Philly team total over is worth a look. It's a high total. But I do think that Detroit has has been playing pretty fast recently in the last – Um, I'm trying to remember the exact number. In the last uh, five games, they rank third in pace, and Philly ranks 10th. I might have reversed that, but the point is there is some pace involved. And both teams are willing to go up-tempo, at least Detroit more Mm -hmm. than they did earlier in the year, especially now that they're not going to be using a real center. They might be using a small ball four with Boy on back. They might go more up-tempo. I see a lot of possessions. I see a lot of points. I think Philly probably breaks 130. Shout out to them. They scored 146 last game. So I do think that occasionally they play with their food on the road. Wow. But I do think that the Pistons are that bad. I just can't trust this team at all. I'll fade <laughs> them until they actually win a game. It's a historic losing streak at this point. I got to ride it.
0: Well, I mean, no, I get it. But, like, again, it's a losing streak. It's not an ATS streak. They they get, they get you know, some of these games ATS. And this is a lot of, I don't know. I just, motiv- I really, really question motivation here. And I just think that, one, Philly should not be, trying to I think if they try to run with this Detroit team Detroit wants that like I think if you play Detroit out the half court and make them try to play half court sets then that's where you kind of scroll them but if they get to just play young running gun like it'll be okay I don't know I understand that I'm in the minority I I understand I'm in the minority between this two game set but I truly think that Detroit has a chance of winning one of these games by just the sheer disrespect of the fact that they lost 20 games and nobody's going to be taking them serious
1: that's fair All right. I I just think it's funny. Kate said the team sucks at like the ten game mark, and now they're at the twenty game mark, and they still haven't won a game. So, yeah, yeah. it's it's bad.
0: I'd be interested. I'd be interested. And you know, it's Philly understands. Like Philly understands what it's like to be this Detroit team. They understand. Trust. They've been through it. Trust the process. (laughs) All right. Atlanta Hawks on the road going to play the Toronto Raptors. Raptors are laying one minus minus one and a half. Actually open up minus two. They are now down to minus one and a half. 241 is the total there. I don't know why that says 119 and a half, but that's not where it opened at. 241 is the total. Injury report on these two teams. Let's see. Sebastian said Pistons 20 game win streak on the way. Hey, man, I like the optimism. All right, let's see here. Where is my, there we go. We have Trey Young, probable with that shoulder that's been giving him problems for his entire career. We have uh, DeAndre Hunter, questionable. AJ Griffin, out. Jalen Johnson, out. And for the Toronto Raptors, we have Otto Porter Jr., questionable. Chris Boucher, questionable. Okay. (laughs) Almost a pick. We don't trust trust either of these
1: teams, so.
0: Yeah, Toronto really pissed me off losing to the Knicks. Like that.
1: There's <sighs> a shorthanded Knicks team, too. They were missing some guys.
0: Yeah, man. <sighs> okay. We have Atlanta, who's 4-8 ATS on the road. 5-16 and 16 ATS for the season. I don't know why I, I actually find spots in my... <laughs> convince myself that Atlanta is a team to take in multiple spots, but they're just not.
1: 5-16 and 16 is disgusting. Wait, five and sixteen You'd or five and seventeen? Because they played twenty two games. Would
0: Because I, I don't think you know the answer, so I'm going to ask you: Who do you think has a better ATS record, the Pistons or the Hawks?
1: I think it's the Pistons because they're getting that many points. I'm going to guess it's the Pistons. Hawks are usually yeah. lying.
0: It's it's yeah. It, Pistons have eight ATS wins. Okay. So, Does that mean it, you're taking it's Toronto. Not even close. Or no, because they screwed you over last game. No, nah, I'm still taking Toronto. I'm kind of pissed, but I'm still taking Toronto. I mean, come on, like the Hawks. It's not my fault that the Hawks are bad at home too. We always fade the Hawks on the road, but and so that's not changing. But like, it's not my fault that they just ha- so happen to be bad at home too. So we got to fade them regardless. But I can't find ways to take this Hawks team anymore, man. I keep I I was doing it at the beginning of the season because I was kind of with Moon off and like the Hawks had potential of being a good team with Quinn Snyder, but it, it's not there, man. Especially you know they were getting good play out of Jalen Johnson and now Jalen Johnson's out. Like <laughs> I think AJ he had a random. He's injured too. He had a random forty piece from Bogdanovich off the bench, and he still didn't get it done. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I'm really out on this all team. I think I'm just out on them as a whole. I'd rather I'd rather take Toronto because at the very meat at the very least, Toronto's scrappy. They have a great home court environment. I actually like the players on Toronto. I don't think that you know they're out here changing the world. They're world beaters or anything, but yeah, just give me Toronto here. Get
1: it up. Yeah, I think it's an interesting matchup because Toronto, once again, has versatility when it comes to Barnes and Siakam, who can give matchup problems to this team in particular. The problem is with Toronto, I don't know if they have enough good shot creators. And I do think that Atlanta has that. I still don't think Trey and DeJounte work together at all. I think that trade was a massive waste of time for everyone involved. But they're probably going to separate at, uh, during the offseason or maybe at the trade deadline. Either way, the point is, I think I'm going to lean Atlanta here. I don't feel great about it, but both teams have lost four straight. I'm going to read off the losses. Atlanta's lost to the Bucks, the Nets, the Sixers, and the Nuggets. The mm-hmm. Raptors have lost to the Knicks, the Heat, the Hornets, and a shorthanded Knicks team. Okay, okay, the,
0: the because Baltimore I knew you were going to do that. Wait, wait, bad. wait, wait, because I knew you were going to do that. So let's talk about the win before those four-game losing streaks. Okay. The Atlanta beat. San Antonio on the road as a six and a half point favorite by two, yeah. and gave up 135 points. They Whereas were down Toronto beat games. the Suns at home, catching three and a half.
1: Yeah, I had money on the Suns in that game, so that's why I'm. We I'm, did, we I, did, I, I and we said, yeah.
0: and we said that it was a whoa, like this was it was a weird line, but Toronto was able to get it done. So we're gonna talk about the losses. Let's Talk about the win too. The win. That's fair, but that, uh,
1: I feel like we talked about Toronto in the past of being a team that gets up for good teams and they're just bad against everybody else. They're a team that just kind of finds ways to be competitive against good teams, but yeah. against bad teams, they know show it all the time. I'm going to lean Atlanta. It's not a strong lean. Once again, we think these teams are psycho teams, or we just don't trust them. But I think Atlanta has the better guard play, and I think that's good enough for me, assuming Trey plays in this game. The line, I think, opened up at 3.5. Now it's down to 1.5. I don't feel great about it. I'm not going to put any money on it. I'm going to lean to the over in this game, but I am going to lean to Atlanta. I think Trey finds a way to take control of this game, and I think they win. So I'm going to lean to Atlanta in the spot. But I don't feel great about it any, any way you want to slice it.
0: If I could take an under on Trae field goal percentage, I would. I agree with Kaysen. Toronto's very good against point guards, and I think that he's going to be in hell. And if he hits his points prop, it's probably on sheer volume. But, yeah, this is the reason I'm taking Toronto. The Both of these two teams basically mirror in records. 9-12 and 12 for Atlanta, 9-13 yeah. and 13 for Toronto. 5-16 ATS for Atlanta. 10-11-1 for Toronto. I'm taking Toronto.
1: Even Total straight is up. Set at, what? I'd say even straight up, Atlanta 6 and 6 on the road, Toronto 6 and 6 at home. They're basically the same team.
0: Yeah. Uh, total sitting at 241. I'm assuming this is because Atlanta's coming to town. To be fair, the Raptors'
1: game against the Knicks did a in 266, to be fair. But what do you think? I, I think it's going to be a pace thing. Like Toronto wants to play somewhat slow, Atlanta wants to play at hyper speed. I they're leaning more towards Atlanta's pace. I think I'm going to lean over, but I don't. I don't feel great about it. But I like the over more than the side. I this think that, a stay away game for me.
0: I think that that was well. The Knicks are giving up 130 to anybody without Mitchell Robinson. So yeah, I'm going to just go under. Give me the under. Okay. All right. Huh. Miami Heat are at home. Laying eight and a half to the Charlotte Hornets. <sighs> Total is at 222.5. Total is at 222.5. For the Charlotte Hornets, Mark Williams is doubtful. And, you know, LaMelo's not playing. For the Miami Heat, Hayward Highsmith is out. Bam, out of bio. Tyler Hero, both on IR still. Does it, I don't think Bam is coming. I feel like somebody told me Bam might be coming back, but I feel like they just made that up. I don't think Bam's coming
1: back. You never know, especially with Miami
0: of all teams. Okay. Would you it's been a while, so I'll go ahead and give a Miami update for the people. We have at this point, Miami Heat as home favorite are two and five ATS this season. They are 39, 52, and 2 since two, 2021 as home favorites. ATS.
1: I mean, I mean it's a system play, right? Like we're not to No,
0: like it's there's really nothing to talk about here. And and let's just add that not only is do we have oh the line just moved eight by the way just uh-huh. so you know money's coming in on Miami and the line just moved eight just watched it but they also this Charlotte team plays themselves if we just go off of the Charlotte Hornets this season Miami has been favored by six and been favored by four and a half they have not covered either one of those games but they have two wins congratulations my Charlotte, on Charlotte. plus eight and a half. It's a lot. It's clearly a lot.
1: I can't really resist it either. I know Charlotte's not a great team based on talent, but Rozier's been very good lately. So Shout out to Rozier. He's had some big games. What do you have, like 36 and 13 last time out? It was incredible. But I can't take Miami. Whether they have full strength or not, they are, historically speaking, an auto-fade when they're laying a big number at home. This oh this gosh. year, any number. Because they're 2-5. and five <laughs> eight, any guys, number.
0: Whatever they're the laying points. For what, like I've three, seen four, Miami three. lay... I've seen Miami lay one and a half at home and win and not cover.
1: Yeah, that was against the Lakers, <laughs> right? I
0: think. No, it was a uh, it, it was another one. It was like that happened too, but it was another one where oh. I've seen them lay one and a half at home, and so it's, it's been not even a one year thing it. though. I've seen trends that are like a one off that happens. One no, so year this has been going, of going of on it. since LeBron left, and even yeah, when LeBron was there, they still time. didn't cover. Even with yeah. like this is all of Eric's Spoelstra. He win a game, just win a game. I don't care about looking good, just went the game.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Charlotte. I think they find a way to keep it close. Are they going to win? Pro- Maybe not, but I think they might be alive too. But it's massive for this shorthanded Miami team. I'm going to go with Charlotte in this spot.
0: Give me a Rozier Such master loss. Such a lock. Like, it's it's just a blind lock at this point. I-, I can't believe that they gave me eight and a half. All right. Totals at two twenty-two mm, Let's see. How does Miami blow this today? Is it Charlotte steps up defensively, or do they just let Charlotte do whatever scoring?
1: Is Charlotte capable of
0: stepping up defensively? Yeah, I've seen it happen every now and then.
1: I'm gonna lean over. Give me the Rozier masterclass game. So I'm gonna lean over in this one.
0: Hmm. I've just know. watched Miami's- Charlotte
1: too many times. I just, they're just a bad defensive team. Miami's
0: got a bunch of outs too, though. Like, yeah, I, I actually think I'm kind of leaning to the under. Me. I, might, I think I might go. To be fair, Miami's had some outs for a while, but yes. Yeah, no, 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 That's I true. get it. But I, I think that in and, an end combined. And, but Mark Williams is actually, you know, rim protection. But they still got Nick Richards. And so, well, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with my gut. Give me the under. I felt like I was going to go over, but my gut's told me to go under. I don't have anything to support that. So don't, you know, whatever. All right. Eddie, uh, I mean, before we move on, because we got, what, one, two, three, four, five more games to talk about. Play props, Anything? I mentioned
1: Rozier. I think Rozier is a good game. So if you want to take his points, maybe his PA. I don't mind that. I think Caleb Martin rebounds, very sneaky play. He's -hmm. not officially a starter game in, game out. But you look at Caleb Martin's rebounding numbers, especially now that Mark Williams will be out, and the fact that Bam's already out. He's been a good rebounder. And to go Mm -hmm. through his actual rebounding numbers recently, just by game log, (laughs) uh, the last couple of games for Martin, uh, he had nine rebounds, six rebounds, twelve rebounds. It's the last three games, so he's mm-hmm. been active on the boards. We saw it in the playoffs last year. Had a bunch of double doubles. I think Martin might be in line for a good game on the on the glass. So I don't mind PR for uh Cody Mar- for uh Caleb Martin.
0: All right. Uh, last time we talked about this game, it was me and you. And I said that Miles Bridges was playing really, really good ball. We took the over 20 and a half. He finished with 18, but he still shot 50% from the field. Yeah. Like, get this man some more shot attempts if he's going to be this effective man.
1: Him and Rosier are really effective. your only offensive threats. No offense to P.J. Washington, but I'm not a big Washington guy anyway. But those are your two best players right now. It's Rozier and it's Bridges. You should probably yeah. give them the ball.
0: And, and, I mean, Hayward, you cannot, we cannot not talk about Hayward, though. Like, Hayward's been yeah. playing really, really well recently. So, like, he's been good, but he's, so like, he's not a high volume shooter. He's kind of like an all around guy on this team. Yeah. No, no. And, I mean, you know, he just, he's got more with LaMelo out, but he, look at Hayward past few games 17, 24, 27, 17, 22 in the past five. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. We, I didn't even talk about his assist numbers seven four four three six. Like he's 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 playing pretty well. So shout out to Gordon Hayward. It's it's so funny because I keep looking at this Hornets team and I'm like, why do y'all suck? Like y'all need y'all need something. Like you really really shouldn't suck. You should be bad, but you shouldn't suck. You should be better than this. I think they're more
1: All competitive right. without Lamella. It looks like they're more competitive without Lamella. I don't know if that's a Ewing theory thing, or maybe they're just better mm-hmm. defensively because Lamella is a traffic cone. You ever noticed that? Charlotte without Lamelo's looks surprisingly competitive in a lot of these games.
0: Yeah, but I think that was also no Bridges. Like there wasn't Bridges for a long time too. Okay. I think Bridges and Lamelo. I think Bridges and Lamelo in the lineup together. Like that's that's concerning, and that's a team that I wouldn't want to lay a big number with.
1: My my thoughts on Lamelo have been documented. I, I think that he is a big stats guy. I don't think he contributes much to winning. I've said that before, but
0: it's fine. All right, we got the Houston Rockets. At home, welcoming the Memphis Grizzlies. Rockets open up minus six and a half. I actually saw this line at minus five and a half earlier. It's currently sitting at minus six, two, twelve and a half and is the total. Let's look at the injury report, see if that has anything to do with the up and down with this line. We have four of the Grizzlies. You know, Jaws still out. I think, is it next week? Is next week the, or is it the week after? Which one? week. no, yeah, next week. Joby back next week. So, next week, Joby back, however. doesn't help them for today. No Marcus Smart, no Pacers Luke Kennard. Game, right? Pacers game is the first game he's supposed to come no, back? No, the Pacers game is the first home game. He comes oh, okay. back on that road trip. I can't remember if it's versus the Pel. I think it's versus the Pelicans. I'm pretty sure it's okay. versus the Pelicans. So, he'll be back next Tuesday. All right. Here we go. Oh, wait. Did I say the total? Did I say injury report? Yeah. Total is uh, at two, no, 12 and you're, half. you're injury up report. Ja- yeah, Jaws out, Marcus Smart, Luke Canard, Brent Clark. You know, uh, Amon Thompson, questionable with the illness. Man, that's a, that's tough. He came back and he gets sick. <laughs> Sorry, Easton, questionable. Victor Oladipo still hasn't put the jersey on.
1: Shout out right. to Beal, by the way. He put on a jersey yesterday. So Oladipo Yes, he did.
0: Bradley Beal has, uh, I think, two more times. No, three more times he's been in the jersey than Victor Oladipo this year. He's season. more of a real player than Oladipo is. So Oladipo in his own category. I tell him he's not putting the jersey on. He's not. Yeah, he's not going to. But he's not.
1: All right. It's Houston at home. So are you? Are you stepping in front of them or no? I mean, the
0: three zero and one as a favorite at home. <laughs> They're nine and one overall at home. So, oh, I mean two two zero and one. I'm sorry, the two on one. Yep. Uh, I, I want got, to I recognize. I want to recognize, Memphis, that they have been playing better basketball. Couldn't have played any worse. They're actually 6-5 and Mm -hmm. on the road. Yes, they couldn't play any worse. They could only go up. But the fact is that they didn't continue playing bad like the Pistons and the Spurs and the Wizards. And they elevated themselves up a little bit more like the Hornets. Still bad, but not too bad. I really, really want to take Memphis here, but I can't fade Houston at home. I'm taking Houston minus six.
1: I'm with you. I think I'm going to go with the chalk. Uh, Houston already played Memphis earlier this season at home, won the game by 20. That was in late November, so about two, three weeks ago. But the Rockets are at home are a wagon. On the road, they're not that great, except when they play Denver for some reason. They just own that team. But mm-hmm. they're overall good, very good at home. That's good enough for me. I'm going to take Houston.
0: Actually, a lot. I'm taking Memphis. What happened there? I looked at the betting splits. Oh, okay. You want to take a guess of how many people are betting on Houston? Uh, you mean
1: percentage-wise? Yep. I'm going to say 70. 90. 90, okay. And how's the money split? 90. Everybody, they're all, all the money, all the bets on, on Houston. Okay, so this is a, this is a contrarian play, basically.
0: I'm know it's a reverse line movement play because this line is dropping. It was Oh, I, okay. Was I didn't know the line was dropping. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, I've, seen, I've seen five and a halfs out there. Like, it is dropping. I don't know why. And I was concerned on why it was dropping. But, like, I guess it's because Memphis has been playing better ball. And I admit that. Like, they've been playing better ball. But Houston has been a wagon at home. It's very, very trickling dilemma, and I'm probably going to end up not betting it. But in the terms, I'm not going to fade that much reverse line movement. Just give me the plus six. All right. Anything, any props you like in this one? Can I move on? I, yeah, I think you can move on.
1: Uh Shang-Goon rebounds historically has been terrible against the Grizzlies, <laughs> so I actually don't mind an really? under rebounds. But yeah, serious? his numbers against uh, the Grizzlies are actually kind of nuts uh, when it comes to this overall number. Is it because Steven uh, Adams was
0: playing in those games?
1: Could be. I'm just going to read off the numbers, though. Uh Shang-Goon in general, by the way, under 10 and a half rebounds. He's been under 9 of the last 10, 17 of the last 20. Eight of the last nine against Memphis. Eleven of the last twelve at home, and he's averaging eight rebounds per game against Memphis over the last two seasons. So, the trends all support the under. So, shout out to uh, Adam Rosenberg for giving me that for the, giving me that uh, trend. But yeah, you know, Shingun uh, historically has not been good at rebounding, at least in rec- based on recent history, and against Memphis. So that might
0: be an under worth considering. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, it's just random might, enough to work. We might have to throw that that lower into underdog. We might have to throw that lower into unknown. Oh, you know, you always got to have that one play you kind of don't like.
1: Yeah, the under.
0: Yeah. So we might have to add that to there. All right. Let's see here. We have the Milwaukee Bucks playing the Indiana Pacers. and in which feels like deja vu because I feel like I've seen this game 10 times this season. We have the Bucks open up as a six point favorite. They are now minus six and a half 258 and a half is the total. I can tell you I've seen this line at 259 because I have a screenshot of showing me the line on FanDuel at 259 from somebody because he was like this total is hilarious. Shout out, Q. He was like this total is hilarious. And he sent me a screenshot of it saying 259 and a half. And
1: now it's at what happened to the game that I love? 259 total. Come on, man. I thought, we're pl- I thought we were playing basketball. Come on, man.
0: I don't even know what other, what other sport would give you. It's over this high. <laughs> this high? I, I have no idea. All right. Jayla Smith, Andrew Dembhard out. Chris Livingston, Jay Crowder out for the Bucks.
1: Revenge game for Vegas. People don't forget. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It comes down to if you trust. I the Bucs. have a salty taste. I have a salty taste in my mouth with the Bucks, which tells me I probably should just go ahead and bet Bucks today because I have a salty taste in my mouth about them.
1: It comes down to trusting the Bucks because this team is. I know that they've been winning games. Have they look overly impressive? No, not really. Like they've been nine and thirteen ATS. Yeah, they're not great. Now the Pacers have won both games against the Bucks, so they have looked pretty sharp. The Pacers still can't guard Zion. I mean, not Zion. Sorry, Zion, uh, Giannis. They can't guard Giannis at all. Uh, Giannis has been walking into basically averaging forty against this team. Lillard's been really bad recently, so they need a pretty good game from him. Halliburton, we know, is a machine. They can't guard him. He's just a phenomenal decision-maker in general. But I do want to ask you, though, when you have a team that could be motivated after losing to this exact same team last week, and they have an unstoppable player, because Indiana does not have the facilities to, to guard Giannis. They just can't do it. So... Does that make you lean bucks or do you lean pacers because they've proven two times already they can handle the stint?
0: None of the above. C. You wanna know okay. why I'm taking the bucks today? One P- 1- A of bucks. why I'm taking the Bucks. Because I went all in on the Bucks last show and they flopped. And of course they would only slap me in the face by, you know, figuring it out today. One B. Dame is about to <laughs> Dame, Amen, Amen, Amen. Dame knew what he was doing when he woke up this morning. Dame might give him forty day. Yeah,
1: Dame I, th- 40 I think day. for I think for my opinion on this game, I'm going to win Milwaukee as well. The main reason is not even because of a Dame revenge game, because Halliburton did his patented celebration in the fourth quarter. But it's the spot itself where Milwaukee is a very good home team. Maybe not ETS, but they're 11. No, they're not. No, they're not.
0: I was about to say they're not a good home team. I was going to say they're
1: 11 and 2 at home, though. And I will point out that the Pacers did win both games. One was in Indiana. That's been a pretty good home court environment this season. The other was in Vegas. So I do think it helps. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Can we admit that we're a gambling show? So for you to be a good home team, you have to be good straight up and ATS. Like it can't be one or the other. I don't care if you're winning games, if you're not covering when you like. We're nine times out of ten, we're betting you against the spread. Like, we are degenerate gamblers. We are, I'm not laying minus 500, minus 600, minus 350, minus 250. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm betting this against the spread. If you're not covering ATS, I don't care.
1: That's fair. I'm just going to point out Milwaukee on the road overall is five and five, and at home, they're 11 and two. That's kind of my point. They've looked more comfortable at home. Now, I know that the ATS numbers are not that great. Uh, Indiana on the road this season has actually been pretty good as they're 6 and 3 straight up. I don't have the ATS numbers in front of me, but I'm assuming it's Probably pretty four. good. Yeah, Probably I'm going to lean to the, I'm going to lean Bucks here. I do think having a spot to get revenge when you're on your home floor when the first two meetings were in a neutral and in Indiana should help you out. Dame can't play any worse than he did in the last two games, so I'm hoping he <laughs> jumps back into not his old form, but at least some decent form. I'm going to lean to Milwaukee though. If Giannis wants 40 He's getting 40. So I think that's a real uh that's a big reason why I do like Milwaukee. I just think that they can get whatever they want under the rim. We saw the Pacers get killed by Giannis. They got killed by AD. They can't guard anybody in the paint. They gave up one twenty three to Detroit. I see Milwaukee scoring a bunch of points here. I think Indiana's going to as well. But I think Milwaukee might score one thirty five. So I'm gonna link to Milwaukee in this game. Give me the Bucks minus six and a half.
0: Uh let's see. We're better when we pick a winner straight up. I mean, anybody is better when you pick a winner straight up. God, oh, I hate, I hate my big minus 600 money line people that bet minus 600 money lines. Oh, I don't hate them, but, like, yeah, it's easy. Uh, Yeah, I was on Indiana in the end season tournament. I thought that they would get the win there. I thought that it was a good underdog spot for them, and I think this is just a good bounce-back spot for the Bucs. Uh, especially because I went all in on them last time and they're just going to completely slap me in the face by doing what I thought they'd do last time this time, this game. But yeah, total, I mean, I don't care. I'm still going over. Because <laughs> as jump. much as you say that Giannis can get whatever he wants when he wants it, the Bucks have like 126 and 128 in two games. Yeah. I mean, Giannis can get whatever he wants, but clearly everybody on the Pacers can get whatever they want as well. So... I, it just they, looks weird. It looks weird Jordan because anyone. it's th- yeah. It looks weird because it's this high, and maybe there's some some type of middle from where it closes at, from where it opened at, because everybody betted up. I'm just gonna roll with the over.
1: Yeah, I'm on the over as well. Uh, I know that this looks like a scary total. We've seen the Pacers go over this number anyway against the Hawks, for example. There are a lot of high totals that didn't get there at the Pacers in Vegas which I thought was insane that people were taking because it was a neutral game, random start time. A reminder, this Bucks game in Vegas started at like 2 p.m. local time on a Thursday. It was a very weird scheduling spot by the league for that semifinal matchup. But I think that b- based on when this game's taking place, normal time, at home, I like the over. Milwaukee might score 135-140. Indiana might score 135-140. So I'm going to go with the over in this game. Give me a high-scoring track meet. But I think Milwaukee is probably going to reach 135, if I had to guess. So I'll go with the Bucks to have a massive game. And I don't want to say carry this over the total, but they're going to do their part and then some. So I'll be on the Bucks team total over in the spot. All right. Mostly Giannis potentially being the leading scorer tonight. I think he might go for 50 again.
0: Oh, no, I'm taking Dave lead score, for sure.
1: Really? Yeah, 100%. I, I just think it's a free dunk every time Giannis gets the ball. And I don't know what Miles Turner actually does defensively.
0: I don't know if there's ever such thing as a free three, but pretty sure dame's going to rain him down today. Do you want to I mean play, like, I would be Giannis so so 30. So and this is what so this is what I recommend people cuz I've been I've been thinking about playing this with Dame and I think I'm going to do it today if he starts off slow. Because it worked with De'Aaron Fox so la- so well last year and he won clutch player of the year. We should take who we who they're talking whoever NBA chatter whatever it is is talking about is going to win clutch player of the year. And when they have a bad first half, just take their points over in the second half.
1: Fox has done it this year too. He's had a, he's had yeah. he's been a pretty slow starter, and then he ends up with thirty. So I've seen that and, before.
0: And but Dame has done it in Dame's good games too. Like Dame's good yeah. games, he's been slow in the first half. It looks like you're not going to cash the prop. You have no chance. And then he gets to the second half in that fourth quarter, and he goes crazy. That's why the other day I, uh, when they were playing the. Pools. I was like, oh, well, they're still going to come back in the second half because Dane's going to go crazy. He looked ugly in the first half. He's going to go crazy, and it didn't work then. But I just think that it's something that we should watch going forward, especially with this Clutch Player of the Year award and the fact that people are motivated to win the award now, and so they're going to try to have better second halves to get that Clutch player. I mean, it, it's something interesting. Just is
1: LeBron's a good a good player to do that with, too, because he plays six minutes in the first quarter. There's a lot of guys who yeah. score 20, 30-plus points a game, but the way that they divide up their style of play – They'll have a feel-out process, see what the defense is doing early on, and then they'll go crazy scoring-wise in the second half. So that has been the case for a lot of players. LeBron's the same kind of guy who dropped 30-something last night, but he tends to take his time, analyze what the defense is going to be. He's patient, then he goes crazy. So yeah, I don't mind that for a work in this spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just food for thought for my, you know, betters, especially when you're not listening to me, just think about that like, hey, who's in it for Clutch Player of the Year? Maybe we should start backing their second half points and getting some easy money there. I'm sorry I didn't mention that sooner, but it just feels like something that we can easily you don't have to talk about it every episode, but if you do it, you can make a profit.
1: By the way, updated injury news in a game earlier, Zion is now questionable with an ankle sprain.
0: Questionable with ankle sprain. Yeah, I I said he was questionable.
1: I I, I just didn't remember that, but
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought okay. it was questionable. Okay. We have the Los Angeles Lakers on a back-to-back, minus one-and-a-half versus the San Antonio Spurs. In San Antonio's 230-and-a-half uh, is the total here. Injury report for these two teams and we have for the San Antonio Spurs, nothing to report for LeBron James. Anthony Davis and LeBron are both uncertain to play the second leg of the back-to-back. So, we'll see. And, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, Vanderbilt didn't play last night as well. So he may or may not play tonight.
1: Well, Brown was real questionable before he even got to the locker room last night after the game. <laughs> I was seeing Twitter posts saying he's questionable the calf injury. The game had just ended. He didn't even get to the locker room. So there's a lot of belief that him and AD might not play because they were in the tournament in Vegas and they didn't take any time off.
0: Mm-hmm. So. I, I mean, it, it feels like... This team has just, lost how many in a row? Like, why would you play them during this? But like they've all seventeen they If they don't play, is this Spurs team bad? Let's just let's just assume they're not playing. Cause I think it's a very like I think it's very reasonable for them not to play this game. It's not well oh well it is on national TV. Okay, so they they might play. It's,
1: it's on, on it's on TV. NBA T V. It's not t- it's not the TNT game, but it's still on TV.
0: Yeah. It, I mean it's still technically a nationally televised game. Yeah. I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I, I truly do think AD should sit, but. It's such a short number that it, it's
1: basically telling you, oh, it's going no, but it's no fun. This is
0: no fun if the Spurs win this game, because if you want it to be a tout and tout, hey, I predicted the Spurs to end their losing streak. You want to be getting like plus 300, plus 200 something. Yeah. Like this is no fun. Taking the Spurs is no fun here.
1: I'll tell you right now, if LeBron and AD don't play, just give me the D-low points. He's going to shoot the ball 35 times. No, just give me, just give me the Reeves. D-low points. Give me Reeves. Reeves, too. Somebody's going to have to shoot on this team. I, I guess the problem that I have with the Spurs is that this team is so bad that even if the Lakers rely heavily on like Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell and Reeves, are they still good enough to win this game? Maybe, like they might still be good enough to win the game, which is where you kind of throw a wrench into some things. But I think I'm going to lean to the Spurs. I don't feel great about it. I can guarantee you right now, I'm not going to bet on the Spurs, but if you're going based on where the line is and where I think the injury report's going to finish up, I don't think AD's playing. I don't think LeBron's playing. And I think the Spurs are alive. So I'm going to lean to the Spurs in the spot do I feel great about it? Absolutely not. They've won 17, they've lost 17 strike games. But the line is telling to me. And based on what I've seen in the past, this does tell me that this is a spot where the public is being dared to take the Lakers. And it usually comes back to bite the public. So I'm gonna lean to the Spurs on the spot.
0: Huh. And uh Luis, I, I don't think I said it, but they were uh Lakers were minus six. Uh, before it got bought down to minus one and a half, and so if you got the like, I would hundred percent, you know, be on the Spurs at that point. But like, yeah. one and a half is just so like, why is it uh, you can't make the Spurs favorite? They lost so many games. I get that, but like, the Lakers suck without Bron and AD. But the I Spurs think I'm a bigger suck.
1: fan of Spurs first half because even the last couple home games, they've actually been decent early in games. The issue is they're a terrible closing team. But they were up by a lot against Chicago. They were up by a decent amount against Atlanta, choked away those two games. I don't mind Spurs' first half. We've seen the Lakers be a bad starting team anyway so far this season. They were down, I think it was, what was it, double digits at the half against the Ma- against the Mavericks last night? They're not a good mm-hmm. first-half team, first-quarter team. I think my favorite play for San Antonio would be a fast start against what should be a shorthanded team, missing their two mm-hmm. best players. So I like Spurs' first half in this one.
0: just yeah, I like it, yeah that's cool um trying to find good ways to play this how do i want to make it worth my while oh yeah duh devil Vassell, 25 and a win six to one now it's worth my while that's all i'm just trying to find a way worth my while to take the spurs here i wasn't going to take the spurs on no minus 106 they lost like what 15 games straight something like that like i'm not going to take that minus plus 106 i had to make it worth my while so, of course, I'm taking twenty five plus. A part
1: of me is kind of tempted by like a Wemby rebound ladder. He's been really good at
0: rebounding as the starting center of this he team. He has. He's actually and shut me up very much. As seven-foot seven people that can't rebound, he shut me up because he's been really, really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, the issue is he was originally playing some like weird tweener spot because they had Zach Collins in the lineup, and now they don't. So it seems like they're kind of letting Wemby pad his rebounding numbers. And if AD is not going to play, who's he competing with? Like Jackson Hayes? Christian Wood, I'll take my chances. I'll take a Wemby, (laughs) like, 15-plus rebounds in this game. He might go for 20. We'll see what happens, but I think 15-plus is
0: worth a look. Okay. All right. Maybe a block party? Blocks because the Lakers can't shoot? I don't have Wemby 15-plus, but I have 14-plus at plus 140, and I have 16-plus at plus
1: 300. 16-plus at 300 is kind of fun, but I think the blocks might be there, too, because the Lakers, we know, aren't a great jump-shooting team. They're going to go to the rim. I think Wemby might punt some shots back.
0: Yeah, I like it. All right, let's keep going. Uh, are we on? A, no, two more games. I think it's two more games. Yeah, two more yeah, games. it's our 2 Brooklyn Nets. Yep, I'll start with your team. Your Brooklyn Nets on the road going to play the Phoenix Suns. Suns are laying two and a half. Open up minus five. It's now down two and a half. Two-twenty-seven is the total injury report, and we have four of the Brooklyn Nets. Disney Junior's out. Lonnie Walker's out. You know, Vince Simmons out. And for the Suns, Durant did not play the first game of the back-to-back. There's a good chance that he could play in the second one. Beal played in the first game. We'll see if he's, <laughs> we'll see if he plays in the second one. And Grayson Allen's unlikely to play. Josh Okogie's unlikely to play. Nazir Little is TBD as well. I mean, I had my mind made up earlier this week when we figured this out. It's all, it's all Brooklyn. Got to take Brooklyn.
1: The concern though is that the Nets did get buried by Sacramento. They gave up a franchise record twenty-five three pointers for Sacramento. They just couldn't miss a shot all game. It happened They were looking so ahead. So, we we yeah. set
0: hey, eight. So who was it? Shout out to whoever it was. I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was. And I'm sure that person is gonna come out and make themselves known. But we were on the Nets and they did point out that they were playing the Suns the next game. And I was like, oh wow. And that kind of changed my handicap because I was like, nah, you're definitely looking ahead to that Suns game. I stuck with my Nets pick, but I was like, hey man, if the Nets lose and don't cover, that's why, because they're looking ahead to this Suns game. And we're just gonna have to hammer the Nets. And so I'm not gonna let that I'm not gonna let that loss scare me. I'm not. This is the best ATS team in the league, or one of the best ATS teams in the league. I think they might be the best or second best now that they lost that last one. But even after losing that one, still 16-4-1 ATS. I mean, very, very good ATS team. Six and two on the road. Uh, I love backing this Nets team. So plus two and a half, revenge game for Mikael Bridges, for Cam Johnson, and just this Nets team to feel confident about themselves. The fact that, hey, we're a good team too. I'm all over the Brooklyn Nets here. This is a lot.
1: I'm going to lean Nets as well. It's a good spot. It's a good spot too, because you had a competitive game against Golden State. Pretty physical game there, so you have to spend a lot of energy against a team that you kind of hate, and you got that win. It's a good letdown spot for the Suns, because they just beat on the Warriors. I know the Warriors aren't a good team this year, but those teams hate each other. I think that's a rivalry win. That's Mm -hmm. good. There's no rivalry here between the Nets and the Suns, besides Bridges and Johnson wanting to put on a show in their old home arena. So I think the Nets have an emotional edge in this game. I am going to lean to the Nets. I prefer to get more points with the Nets, but two and a half, it is what it is. I don't, you know that it's illegal for Booker, Durant, and Beal to all play in the same game. So one of them's going to be sitting. I'm
0: almost like, man, I'd be impressed to see Beal play in this back to back. But
1: I'm convinced it's like a back to the future thing where if all three of them play, the world's going to explode and they like have to divide it up because the world can't handle all three of them playing in the same game. So one of them's going to be sitting, maybe both, but there's no guarantee Durant's even going to play in this game. So I'm gonna go with the Nets in the spot as well. They're a good, they're a very good ATS team, but the Suns on a back-to-back with some injury concerns or some rest concerns give me some pause. I'll go with the Nets plus the two and a
0: half mm-hmm. and the money one. All right, let me see here. Uh, I like Mikel points. Oh yeah, yeah, and I like uh, Cam Johnson threes. Yeah. Let's see here. There we go. Breaking news. Yusuf Nurkic is questionable with a facial injury.
1: Okay, nice. <laughs> I wonder oh, I wonder what happened to him. I wonder what
0: happened. no idea how he got <laughs> yeah. in. Right, let's hit go. The ball or something? What happened? Because we're, we're going way over. All right. New York, last game of the slate. New York Knicks, my New York Knicks, on the road, going to play the Utah Jazz. Knicks are laying six and a half open up minus five and a half 227 and a half is total in this one that's actually down two points and for the New York Knicks Emmanuel quickly questionable Mitchell Robinson is going to be out for some extended amount of time for the Utah Jazz John Collins questionable Laurie marketing questionable Walker Kessler questionable this is actually maybe potentially the healthiest jazz I was
1: gonna game. say questionable questionable is an upgrade for Laurie.
0: Right? yeah that's a yeah that's an upgrade for Laurie that's an upgrade for Kessler like Questionable is pretty good. Not going to lie. Questionable is good. (laughs) And George Clarkson is on IR with a thigh injury. So he's going to miss two weeks after that MRI revealed a right strain, right bicep femoris. Somebody with a medical degree tell me what exactly that is in his thigh or hamstring or whatever. I don't know what the heck where that is actually. All right. Let me tell you this. The New York Knicks. Because everybody knows how much I hate my New York Knicks. Like, I truly hate the Knicks. (sighs) Make sure I got the right number here. Yes. Since 2021, the New York Knicks are 21-8 ATS as a road favorite. That is the best record in the league.
1: I would never have guessed that ever
0: <laughs> that is the best record in the league the knicks as a road favorite 21 and 8 that just tells you how unfair madison square garden fucking is that's how unfucking it is that they have to wait to go on the road to ball out nonetheless this is a system play knicks minus six and a half lock
1: my favorite play is the over In this game, I think we're going to see eye to eye on this one because as soon as Mitchell Robinson got hurt, I'm like, oh, this team's going to allow about 125 games because we saw them get killed in the uh, in-season tournament against Milwaukee. They came out and Boston shot like 60% from the floor in the first half. That was disgusting. They couldn't stop anybody there. Then they got buried off, uh, at least defensively, by Toronto. They won the game anyway, but they gave up 130 points to Toronto. So in the last three games, the Knicks have allowed 146 one thirty three and one thirty. Utah can't guard anybody and Lori might be returning. I'm on the over in this game I see a lot of points. I think I'm going to lean to Utah. I don't feel great about it but I' I'm, I'll say this if Lori plays, I'll lean to Utah because I kind of throw every stat and every trend out the window when Lori's actually suiting up for this game because he's been out for about two weeks and one of the worst teams in the league when he doesn't play My favorite play is the over because the Knicks without Robinson Cannot guard anybody. So I'm on the over in this game. I think this total is too low.
0: Yeah, no, I like I like the over too. I'm with you. Robinson being out, they they. I mean, if you look at what the Knicks are doing in the past five games in terms of the points that they're giving up, it's horrendous. So you have 130 to Toronto in a win. You have 133 to Boston in a loss. You have 146 to Milwaukee in a loss. I just read off the and, last
1: three because Robinson got injured within those three games. That's kind of yeah. why I stopped at that point. So it... The total's very low for a Knicks team that just had, what, 260 in change against I'm them. just trying
0: to figure out why. The, I don't know why the total went down. I'm, I don't know. I'm still taking the... I would say Jazz team total over. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but, like, how did Jazz go over in the Knicks' cover? And Yeah, no, yeah go you,
1: over. you're going to win, so you might as well just take the full game over because if yeah. the Jazz
0: go over, that means the Knicks are going to go over as well. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, give me the... But I love that. I mean... Twenty-one eight ATS over the yep. past over the past what is that three seasons? Twenty-one and eight ATS is a road favorite. Like you can't fade that. I don't know how you can fade that. Minus six and a half in the New York Knicks. All right, lock dog, and we'll get that underdog lineup in for my lock. I am. Uh...
1: You'll get it sides or props.
0: Or totals. Looking at sides. Oh, I'm looking okay. at sides. Too many games for me not to take sides. Yeah, we're going to make it easy. We'll lock up Charlotte plus eight and a half. For my dog, I will take. I'm not going to go for the 25 with Vassell, but I guess beating the Lakers without AD and LeBron would be the perfect way to end a losing streak. So we'll take Vassell 20 in a win for plus 265. That'll be my dog. All right.
1: And- uh, for, uh, sorry.
0: No, go ahead. That was it.
1: Okay. Uh, for my lock, the more that I actually think about it, the more I really like the last play, the, the last game that we talked about. Oh, I, I really like game. that over. <laughs> I like the over in that, in that Knicks-Jazz uh, game. I think that line's too low. Once again, the Knicks are handing out 130 like per game for the last three games or more. And Utah, the fact that Lori got upgraded and, you know, it seems like they might be getting some pieces back, some very valuable pieces. And Utah at home has been more competitive than on the road for the last couple of years. They're 7-16 mm-hmm. and 16 straight up this year, but they're 6-5 and five at home. But, I mean, they gave up 134 to Oklahoma City. They gave up 147 to Dallas. Like, mm-hmm. it's disgusting. There's a couple ways to get there. I do think that you're looking at the Knicks, who were a bit shorthanded the last game, but still showed up offensively, and then some uh, in favor of the over against Toronto. They should be closer to full strength in this one, but with Robinson being out, I do think it's going to affect the rim protection, and Utah, mm-hmm. I know for a fact, can't guard a traffic cone. So I'm going to go with the over at half. That line just feels too low to me based on how the Knicks have guarded or how they have not guarded recently, and Utah being potentially back at relatively full strength Give me the over at 228.5 as my lock. For my dog, I'm going to go back to the player prop that I mentioned before. I threw out the idea of a ladder. I'm going to go with the same exact game that you talked about. You took Vassell. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at Wemby. And I want to just wonder 16? how high I take 16. go with the
0: rebound. Take 16. Take 16. 16, you said. Don't, what, be, don't be scary at the plus one for what You said 16. four to one? Oh, three to one. It was 3-1. to
1: Okay, so with 3-1, to I'm going to pass because I found 15-plus at plus 250 on DraftKings. I'm going to take that instead. So give me Victor, 15-plus rebounds at plus 250 as my dog. All
0: right. I made a parlay because I got frustrated at me losing my lock and dog last time and hitting almost everything else. (laughs) So I made a parlay of the bets that I didn't take. So Knicks minus 6.5. Brooklyn Nets on the money line. Milwaukee minus six and a half and the over in the in the Pistons and Seventy Sixers game. Fast pace, Pistons up. 76 Sixers might not care. Felt good to take over there. 14-1, to one, Scott. Those four picks. 14-1's not, yeah. not bad. No, not bad at all. So Brooklyn Nets money line. New York Knicks minus six and a half. Milwaukee Bucks minus six and a half. And the over two twenty two thirty-three in the Pistons and 76 Sixers game. All right. Underdog. <sighs> Shangum lower let's just go ahead and toss that Is in there. That 10 or 10 and a half i will tell you as soon as i type his name into the very convenient search bar that uh underdog has for your pleasure it's at 10 lower
1: you want Wemby higher I like 11 and a half
0: yeah we can do that oh wait i typed in higher and not Wemby. my bad that's twelve.
1: okay thoughts I mean the last two games he had 20 and 18 those are rebounds by the way I didn't mean 20 points he had 20 rebounds and 18 rebounds in his last two games
0: yeah this Lakers team is bad is bad enough that they could miss a bunch of shots and he could just even if LeBron plays
1: it. if 80 doesn't play like the backup options are just not there at the Not point. even
0: just that it's just the fact that I, I think that there's a chance that the Lakers just be breaking a bunch of shots man
1: like break The Spurs have entered the course of the season where they're not trying to win, but they really want Wemby to pad his Rookie of the Year case, so they're trying to Mm -hmm. get him all the double-doubles imaginable. That's what it looks like to me.
0: Uh, I want Bridges, man. I mean, uh, Miles. I want Miles Bridges, man. He's he's playing so good, man. He just needs more volume. 19 and a half.
1: Sure. If we think they keep it close, then that means that Rozier and Dash or... Bridges, probably both, have big games. So I don't yeah. mind that at 19
0: and a half. All right. So we have Alper Shankun lower, 10 rebounds. Victor, Wimbani, lose. <laughs> Victor Reminyama higher, 12 rebounds. And Miles Bridges higher, nineteen and a half points. Third end an underdog, 6 to 1. $100 gets you $600. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN. All new customers get a first deposit match up to $100. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN. Uh, Dr. Wayne Baller leaving us with a Halliburton triple double tonight. He said he's it's a two hundred dollar play for him. Oh, Jesus Christ, you're gonna be swimming in cash. That hits. <laughs> All right, Scott. Anything else to repeat before we before people get about
1: him? No, not really. I'm uh, looking forward to the games tonight. Let's make some money.
0: All right, and let's see. I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other. No, wait. 52 people in the stream make sure you guess you like the video y'all make sure you like the video on the way out 53 make sure you like the video on the way out and for everybody listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review in your podcast app. Uh, other than that i have nothing else to say nothing else to do no other way of ending podcast just ending like this we are out of here basketball